0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Zone Podcast, this time from high-quality internet, not in my grandmother's basement, where I was lagging behind and jumping all over my good friends Brian Brown and Austin Fazer on our Thanksgiving night recap. Apologies for those of you who, who sat through that and suffered through that. I wonder if YB listened to that one or not, uh, as he is our one of our most loyal listeners, YB. I did, I did um but god that was awful so i i'm hoping that tonight turns out much better which i which i think it will because i'm back in home base home studio with a lot going on got a full panel brock back with us mason back with us yb all the way from south korea MMM myth legend brad sonnenberg all the way from alberta all right boys i'd chit chat i'd say how was your thanksgiving i would i, I really would but there's just too much to talk about. We, we, we I, I, I put, You guys want to know how serious this is? We're post-Thanksgiving. I have a show rundown. There's a show rundown in the day. We, we, we have talking points that we need to get to. And the first, unfortunately, comes mainly from Brock, where uh, the, the Carolina Panthers made the first move. Well, actually, the second move of the coaching clean-out cycle, firing Frank Reich. 11 games in the shortest uh the quickest an NFL head coach has been fired, I believe. Uh was was a stat I heard on the around the NFL podcast earlier today. I kind of didn't believe that, but I did some research and it is true. He is the quickest coach to be fired um in NFL history. So sorry, Frank Reich, our bad. Uh hope that you land on your feet somewhere else, although this feels like kind of curtains for his coaching career. But Brock, I, I just I just have to start with this. As a fan, like where are you at with this organization? Because it's been it's been David Tepper for a few years now, and it seems like he has really no patience. It seems like he likes to meddle. He likes to make the decisions himself. He likes to play football god. But uh It doesn't doesn't seem like he's very good at it, and it doesn't seem like he has much, much patience um, for anything other than winning. And I mean, it makes it makes sense. Wright got fired. I probably wouldn't have kept him after the season, but this early, it, it sends a very clear message that they are in complete reset mode, but now without their first round pick as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts. Um, you know, I think it's been well covered, you know, Tepper's lack of patience and then by the national media, like that's been the main, the main talking point. And I don't really disagree with it. Um, you know, he fired, uh, he fired a uh, rule. Um, well, okay. Let me back up a little bit. I'm not, okay. Let me be clear. I am not trying to defend Tepper. Um, you know, definitely this was earlier than I thought Reich was going to get fired, but Having watched every game this season from start to finish, I have never seen an offense this bad. It is bad. And, you know, a a lot of, and I don't know how much play this had in the national media, but a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of Panthers Twitter um, believes that a large portion of the blame should rest with Scott Fitterer, the GM. Um, and however much Tepper was involved with the personnel decisions, it certainly should rest with him. But you know the the team, especially on the offense, is not talented enough to run whatever scheme Reich was trying to implement. And uh, it's clear as day when you watch it. Like the, the offensive line cannot block the the left. Uh, the left. The rookie, not rookie, but like the first round draft pick from a year ago, uh, left tackle, who had a solid season last year, he has somehow cratered. I saw him playing the Titans this past weekend. I saw him attempt to hand check the defensive, the Titans defensive end, Autry, hand check him. He goes right past him directly to Bryce Young. And every snap is like that. Like that same play, I saw Chuba Hubbard, the running back, stand up a defensive tackle and actually give a better um, pass blocking effort than the first round draft pick uh, left tackle. Like so you know that whole situation is happening you have the 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 skill position players um you know the if you watch any replay or any game footage that is a, a picture of what bryce young is looking at from any game this season there's almost nowhere that there's actual separation between his receivers and the defense so you know the talent is not on offense is not where it needed to be to even assi- ass, you know appro- approximate uh, a good offense and I I truly believe that Reich's scheme which is a lot of pistol and shotgun um, just wasn't ever going to work with the talent that was on the team period end of story and I, I honestly think one of the reasons I mean I and I I definitely didn't want to go with Reich you know after I would have. I, I very much thought he was going to get fired after this season. Um, but like for anybody who thinks that um, he shouldn't have been fired, which I don't know how many people there are, but like his scheme was definitely at fault. Like he didn't do anything to help Bryce Young um, avoid pressure. Um, I mean, we saw, I mean, 11 games in the, they're running hardly any RPOs or any, any um, play action passes to, to slow down the pass rush. Uh, every single play call is is telegraphed to me, someone who is not, you know, studies football professionally. Like I I, I can tell when they're running and when they're passing. They don't have anybody to stretch the field. Like it's, it, it was all just complete crap. And the scheme was not putting anyone in a position to succeed. So I think that's a big reason why Wright got fired. There wasn't any anywhere for them to shift. So you know, I, I think Wright deserved to be fired just on on the, on the face of it. Um but I also don't disagree that Tepper shares a lot of the the blame for meddling. Um, but you can't change that. Like as a fan, I can't change the owner, right? Um, so I I don't see a lot of productivity and in, in in a lot and wailing and gnashing of teeth at David Tepper. I, I I I recognize the reality. So I just have to hope that this next time around, they actually have some success and he can actually give whoever it is that he's going to hire, uh, some time to implement something. And actually, and, and more importantly, like, let's get some, like, let's figure out this, this offensive, they can't do anything with the way the offensive line is playing. Like no quarterback. I don't care if you're a rookie. I don't care if you're a 12 year veteran. I don't care if you're Aaron freaking Rogers. If you have that offensive line play, you're not going to be able to do jack shit. Um, so, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, Scott fitter needs to, f- to sack up or get sacked in my opinion. Like he needs to do something with, with the assets that we have. Um, a lot of people say like, Hey, you don't have a first round draft pick. Um, and that's just going to be a nightmare for you. Okay. Sure. Yeah. This year there isn't one, but we only they only, uh, traded away two first rounders last year's and-, and this coming years after that, we're back to having normal amount of draft picks. So. I don't really see the lack of a first round draft pick this next coming upcoming draft as that big of a detriment that everyone makes it to be. I'm more worried about the fact that we don't have DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey. That's what I'm more concerned about. Right. I don't know based on what they did with the picks. Like I I get that you had to move a player like DJ Moore to get into the first pick overall without trading away three total picks. I get that, but I don't know why we traded both of them. Um, so anyway, I've ranted for a minute. I have more thoughts, but you know, <laughs> that's kind of where a high level capture for him at. The,
2: the only objection the only thing I'll say about, you know the fact that you're in an offensive line, which is very true is that I do know a certain quarterback right now who is right now on IR in Cincinnati who' managed to get a team to the Super Bowl despite a shit offensive line. But in most cases, I think you're correct in that regard. And no I mean, I,
1: the, so I, I agree. I hear what you're saying. Some quarterbacks can can deal with it, but literally why be? to have like i don't even I, I i should go and look at the stats but watching literally there was hardly a snap that bryce young had that he had more than two seconds to do something with it
2: oh yeah i mean bryce young is bryce young is being set up to fail right now in that situation i'm not denying that and you mentioned a who didn't who did look within a flashes last years yeah. really been struggling There, like it's just a total mess on the and i know i know quite a lot about shit offensive line play i've been seeing that for the past 5 years or so. So and even by my standards that's a pretty bad, bad offensive line.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the the thing is this offensive line is the same group of people basically and they weren't this bad last year. So to me I feel like the scheme has a large thing to do with like they they implemented a new zone blocking scheme for the running game when they were mm-hmm. a power run blocking uh team last year and to great effect like Wilkes, Steve Wilkes took this team when he when he was the interim head coach, they went six and six under Wilkes, right? Just pounding the ball, right? With Deontay Foreman,
2: and- Deontay
1: Foreman, and, and just just bruising people, and it was successful. And I I strongly feel if you took Young and put him on that team, the team from a year ago with the same group of people, you know, my obviously minus DJ Moore, but still the same line, the same offensive line, um, you know, Ch- Chuba Hubbard, and Even Miles Sanders, but Miles Sanders has been a disaster. But um, yeah, you put that put Bryce Young on the team with the power running game and a feisty defense. This it's a much different story, in my opinion, and and it's not that the personnel on on the team this year is not that much different than last year. So I I really think that's a big reason why Rack got fired. His scheme was not working with the with the with the the talent he had on the team, And, and and there was no flexibility.
3: I actually think
4: almost as if they should have kept uh, Steve Wilkes on. Well, well, yeah, I was going to say. Hiring the retread of Frank Reich.
1: Yeah. I was a Wilkes truther, you know, when this was happening, I wanted Wilkes, like um, I wanted him to be the head coach. I feel like he did enough to warrant giving, being given the opportunity. Um, There were reports that um, he, who he wanted to bring in as his offensive coordinator, was the then Philadelphia QB coach who is the current Philly offensive coordinator whose name is escaping my mind right this second.
0: No, maybe I'm
1: thinking no, that's of a defense, defense guy. Yeah, it's uh,
0: Brian Johnson.
1: Brian Johnson. Thank oh, you. Brian
2: Johnson.
1: Yeah, there we go. So, I mean, can you, I mean, and you look at what, you know, obviously, you know, Philly has been able to figure it out their nine and one um, with him at calling the plays. So it's like, I really think Pepper made a huge misstep in. And getting frank reich off fresh off of getting fired from cr- you know crashing and burning hard on the colts or I, uh, the
3: same reasons too that he's struggling yeah. on the panthers now like i i'm i'm a little bit more of a reich uh sympathizer than you but it's i i i want to say two things like first of all your mustache is looking very nice today i don't okay. i don't know if you had as much of a mustache last time i saw I you. Did no, it's a good. If that was a change that you've made, it was a good change. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I think you should keep it past November. I don't know if it was a November thing or, or if it was an inspired thing, but it, it looks good. Second of all, uh, I don't know. I I feel what you're saying with right because he's very inflexible. But it does. T- okay, he's a bad architect. But also, like you're asking him to build a bridge with like, you know, paper sticks and glue, right? Like, like I don't know. Like you're. I, I know you're hey, saying that like, they have an the hour running in, but they don't. They don't. Yeah, they don't have. They don't have the uh, power running pieces the same way. I I don't feel like like I don't know. Offensive lines can regress, right? There's no weapons, and like it's, I it's- I understand the Panthers fans that are like, okay, we don't know with Bryce Young yet. We have to see, and I I agree with that. Like people give up on young players way too fast. But also like, at what point has he done Frank Reich a favor in any capacity? Like I don't know. Like I I think Frank oh, Reich should be fired. But yeah, like I don't know the Panthers the. What, what, when I've been watching the Panthers games, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's obviously there are systemic issues that go far beyond him, but I'm, I'm sympathetic to Frank Reich because like, I don't know. I, I I really don't know how many wins you could really squeeze out of that roster. Like it's, it's pretty awful.
1: So, you know, if you ask a, a reasonable Panther fan going into the year, if you had asked me, and I think I even said this on this podcast, I wasn't expecting many wins this year. Right. Like, you know, I, I don't think I ever put a number on it, but like, yeah, I wasn't expecting that many, but I was expecting them to not be as bad as they have been. Right. I was expecting to be able to see, you know, the elements of, of, of whatever scheme Reich was going to implement to have some success moving the ball. The last, the last three games they've played, they've not scored more than like, I think on average, they've scored something like 13 points. The last three games they've played like, it's it. There's nothing about the offense that that leads you to think there's going to be long-term success. And like I hear what you're saying about you know Reich doesn't have a lot of work with, but like what you want to see out of a, a offensive-minded head coach is the ability to pivot to try to get, generate some success with yes. what he has. And Lack he of just, flexibility. He stuck to his guns on something that wasn't working. What Bryce Young needed was. Something to take the pressure off of him. And and at the end of the day, I put, I put, I put a failure, I put, if you're talking about rookie, a rookie quarterback, right? It's not on the rookie quarterback to, you know, scheme up a good offense. That's that's on the offensive coordinator or the head coach if the head coach is the offensive coordinator. So like I feel like I I don't think it was Bryce Young's job to make reich's scheme look good it was the other way around it was reich's job to make bryce young look good in his scheme and he couldn't do that
3: don't you feel though i don't know maybe this is unfair but don't you feel though for like okay this is a first overall pick that you guys are traded a lot for like don't i don't know i i think about quarterbacks that are really good on absolutely terrible teams and i feel like and it's unfair to compare somebody to like the justin Herberts and joe burrows of the world but like those teams were a sy- systemic disaster in both their rookie years and I, I don't know I just I feel like I left those experiences with any positive feelings about those quarterbacks you know in fact so, very positive positive. and it's like you look at I, I understand that Sam Howell is in a much better system but like that offensive line isn't isn't much better and he's getting absolutely hammered and it's oh, like Oh I
1: mean Sam Howell's been sacked more than any quarterback in the league Yeah
3: and I I, I don't know I But right on this is rookie year you you shouldn't judge a player off their rookie year I firmly believe that it's almost always a setup to have a hot take that goes very bad right Mm -hmm. i still remember all the trevor lawrence takes and anybody who was reasonable was like come on let's let's not so i i think you could make the argument it's a similar situation to that and bryce young has shown that he he at the very least has the physical tools right so i i I don't know i
1: yeah so it's tough so this is this is also what makes it tough right it is very hard to avoid a, a, any any conversation about Bryce Young that doesn't immediate that doesn't isn't actually in some way looking at the, out of the corner of their eye of what C J Stroud is doing in Houston, yeah, right? Because really. Stroud was taken that. second. I mean, Stroud is doing amazing things, right? And um, but it's like he's getting like I go and watch a Texans game. And I I, I'm taking nothing away from CJ Stroud and what he's done. He may actually be the best rookie of all best rookie quarterback of all time, go on to be hall of famer, likes of which we've, we've never seen yada, yada, yada. Right. (laughs) I don't want to take anything away from what CJ Stroud is doing, but I watch him drop back and actually have a pocket <laughs> yeah right like i don't know what you expect a rookie quarterback experiencing nfl speed for the first time and like experiencing the worst version of what a pass rush in the nfl can feel like for a quarterback which is just oh, like of instantly also, on you
3: i also i i also brought i don't think it's it's necessarily healthy as a fan or productive to be like constantly looking out of the corner no, of your eye at i agree like it's like okay it you know what it's the jury isn't out yet. And sure. Now it looks like, okay, that might've been the better choice, but it's like you said, I mean, he wouldn't be putting up those been. kind you of know, numbers I mean, in Carolina. I, I
1: honestly don't know if it, it you know, I, I think, you know, obviously is having an amazing season, but I'm not going to sit here and say that Bryce Young, I can't sit here and I, it would, it would be fatalistic as a fan to sit here and say that we were, that they were wrong to choose Bryce Young when, you know, the situation is know. what it is. We just don't we know, just know yet. just don't know. So, we don't you know. know reserving judgment. And I have seen him like, there are a couple of throws that he has made even this past game where it's like the placement on the ball is like, it's everything you want to see. And he has to place it in that spot because it's the only place that it can be caught because well, there's no separation. Right. So, you know, you see things here and there, but you just haven't seen enough this year. And I think the number one thing, you know, Panther fans are worried about is, you know, whoever, whoever is hired next how are we going to be able to truly evaluate Bryce Young if we aren't able to put a scheme and an offensive line around him to give him the time to actually develop? Because what everybody is scared of is is like a Zach Wilson situation, right?
3: He's not Zach Will. Okay, I'll tell you right now, he's not Zach Wilson. Well, we hope, we hope tell, so, right? You can, okay, but, but you no, can, all right. Zach Wilson, no, you can tell. You can't,
0: you can't tell, dude. You can't tell. <laughs> He Could be Zach Wilson. He's he not Zach be, well,
3: Okay. I feel I will stake Zach Wilson my reputation. Had, Zach my Wilson football had analyst an amazing career rookie year. I will I will be very clear. I Zach so Zach
0: Wilson had a very similar rookie year to Bryce Young. Zach Wilson, saying. it was
3: different though. Like obviously the team was in a, a bad place, but I okay. When I watch Bryce Young play, it is a guy that is being overwhelmed. Yes. Uh, He is not stepped up in any big moments. But if you watch Zach Wilson play, and I promise, I'm not just saying that with the hindsight of now having watched multiple years of Zach Wilson, even in his rookie year, and even now, every single moment on the field for him is a meltdown. Like, you can just see the thought process in his eyes. And I am bought, and this is, maybe this is a cliche, but I'm kind of bought into the personality of Bryce Young. Like, I like, I like the, I like, I and I, I, listen, fans talk way too much about leadership and all this. Cause we don't know we're not in the room, but yeah. I, I, I enjoy his personality and I think he's like a very level headed person. And I, I think that he is somebody that the Panthers can rally around as a central <clears throat> figure. Zach Wilson yeah. no, I mean... never gave me that, gave me that confidence and Zach Wilson never showed anything except for a big arm. Like it just always looked like a flaming train. Yeah, rack. no.
1: And, and like, we're talking about like, you know, Zach Wilson coming out of BYU right? Was it BYU? We're, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, I think so. And, and Bryce Young was the quarterback for Alabama. Like it's, it's obviously two different, you know, tiers of quarterbacks, even on a college level, in my opinion. And I, and I agree with what you're saying. I, I really don't think it's a Zach Wilson situation, but what you worry about is because, because you know, what happened to Zach Wilson was he was sacked so many times and beat up so much and didn't that horrible Adam Gase offense did not put him in his <laughs> position to succeed. No. And what you worry about is, okay, Bryce Young, I'm confident in his, you know, in his, in his mental fortitude and all that, but it is unrealistic to expect any rookie quarterback to, um, you know, survive multiple years of that, right? So that's, that's what you worry about with the next hire, whoever it's going to be, you know, you don't know how or what is going to happen with the next hiring site. Like I literally have no idea, you know, it's something that I have no control over. And so, you know, that's, that's what I'm worried about.
0: It'll be interesting to see how things play out in Carolina. Brocky, thank you for the insight. That was, uh, I think as deep of a dive as I've heard any podcasts do thus far on what's actually happening with with the Carolina Panthers. So you got your Panthers news here. Thank you very much. Mason, I know you have a hard ab tonight. So I just needed you to be sad for me for a little bit and uh and dance for me a, a, a bit because uh Here here's my opinion. Let me just give you my opinion. Everyone says the Bills look out they're going to hang around. You're underestimating the Bills, Eric. Why do you think they're out of the playoffs? Blah, 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 this, fat and the other thing. Well, it's because the defense sucks, one. They're just so injured that they don't really have a way to stop the pass anymore. And they're starting to give up massive chunks on the ground. And Sean McDermott is not really making a difference. Their remaining schedule looks like the Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Chargers, the Patriots, and the Dolphins. That's basically... There's one game where you know you'll for sure win and a bunch of total toss-ups to you might lose. I don't know. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe Josh Allen's going to come out and, and continue to play well and spit in my face. But Stephon Diggs has not had a good year. And Gabe Davis disappears in the biggest moments and they still have even with Dalton Kincaid emerging occasionally the same issues they've had on offense for years which is that they are kind of one-dimensional and at some point you just have to win a big game and they've lost all their big games and I, I'm just I'm, I am i don't know Mason I'm done I, I think they're done I, I, I don't think they're a playoff team personally I, I, I don't I I don't see it even in a wild card like the bottom of the AFC has good teams and we'll we'll get to my team later and I don't really want this to be a Broncos versus bills debate because that's not what I meant it to be, but like I just don't view the bills as a threat in any way shape or form I don't I don't think they're a good team. I think they have a bad coach and I I think this is a down Josh Allen year and that's not to say the franchise is doomed. they'll probably go. Hire an offensive genius in the offseason. And we'll be talking about the crazy explosive Buffalo Bills next November. But I, I just don't think they have it. And they keep coming up small in these big games. And I just, I've seen enough. They're done. I, I, don't, I don't believe in them.
4: So there's a couple of points that I will disagree with you about. Uh And then one major one that I absolutely agree on. So the points that I disagree with you about, I don't think the defense has been terrible i think the defense actually has been pretty serviceable to good uh if you look at like the first three quarters of that eagles game they effectively shut down the eagles offense the biggest issues that the defense has is the biggest issues the entire team has situational football they absolutely freaking suck at it which stems from a coaching issue as far as i'm concerned um it's, it's every time there's something where it's there's a down and distance that you need to know or there's just like one facet of the game that you need to focus on. They're never seem to be focused on that. They're always making like critical mental errors that are letting teams stay in games. Uh, they 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 haven't won an overtime game in like four or five years. That's really beside the point. But again, it's just it's there's so many coaching issues that come with that. Uh, the second issue that I'll disagree with you about is actually Josh Allen's play this year. Um, it, there are points where it looks worse than I think that it is. Um, I think that his biggest issue this year as far as, like, the turnovers and some of the stuff like that is actually just bad luck. If you look at uh, a couple of statistics like um, turnover-worthy plays and stuff like that, turnover-worthy plays, he's, he's like, second in the league in lowest turnover-worthy plays. He's just having a lot of really bad I I do
0: just want it on, on the record. I'm with you there. I don't think Josh Allen is the issue. He, he is i, I believe oh, i don't think i think he's actually having one of his best
4: years and that's what's I actually would so problematic I, I... about yeah how the team is being run right now um the stefan Diggs. that's hard to say gabe davis i think is so much of a role player and he's willing to be unselfish with his play it's why we see him fade in and out of what we see as the game because again fantasy kind of you know, informs a lot of how we do it. And as YB unfortunately knows very intimately, Gabe Davis is an absolute fantasy nightmare. Um, <laughs> and he uh, had, I think like, I think we have the pieces. We have everything ready and it's, it's coaching. It comes down to coaching every single time. It's, we don't have the right coaches in place. I don't think Joe Brady has necessarily gotten a totally fair shake yet because he's been here for two games running the offense and, you can't exactly come in and install a whole brand new offense and expect everybody to go with it and they're not to be hiccups and stuff like that. So I'm happy to give him the rest of the year and see how that works out. But at the end of the day, what I would like to see personally as a fan and I've been talking about for probably two years now is Sean McDermott needs to go. And if Sean McDermott goes, obviously the entire coaching staff is going to go too, but as much as he can coach up a defense so that they're effective even with this bare bones squad that we're currently playing with when it comes to just like, you know, between the twenties and, and the, the, the just average flow of the game, they do great. But then again, situational football, they're constantly letting it down. We, we can't keep having that. It it it's, it's everything that's holding us back is the fact that every time there's a game that's within six points, it, it feels like we're going to lose it because we almost always do. We can't win close games. It's either blowout or we lose by three.
0: It appears that would be the case, Mason. Uh, I, I think a coaching change might help, but this was just, I don't know. It's been such a it, it, it is it is just tough to be a
3: Buffalo. I baseball. I would like to make
4: one complaint about that Eagles game that has nothing to do with the Bills or their co- terrible coaching, and it's the freaking horse collar tackle. How blind do you have to be? To <laughs> he be ripped his jersey.
3: wicked. <laughs> called his him, jersey. him for it. <laughs>
4: throws the ball within three feet of an eligible receiver. Literally no idea what any of them were looking at. To not only call back, but do it after about five minutes worth of conferring with one another.
1: Mason's so upset he actually degraded his own internet connection. Yeah. You can feel that you can okay, feel that I, over I, I want to tell it. you I want to tell you
3: right the, now Mason. The network could not handle
1: the energy.
3: <laughs> when I was when I was watching that game and I saw that play. I the speed with which I grabbed my phone to see your reaction is truly <laughs> unbelievable. I I was like, I gotta see what Mason has to say about this. No one of the one of the more <laughs> absurd calls I've ever seen. And I, you're gonna be thinking, you're gonna be on your deathbed, right? Like several years from now, and you're just gonna like be be, be like still clenching your fist over that one. <laughs> Mm. no see unfortunately i won't
4: because there's too many other things that i'll be clenching my fist over from the goddamn sean mcdermott era let's go with the hail murray let's go with justin jefferson making an unbelievable catch at us badly managing a clock for 15 minutes i mean 13 seconds like there's there's too much yeah. in the sean mcdermott era that i'll remember over this unfortunately and this should be painful enough to remember I don't
2: think anything will top 13 seconds, to be perfectly really honest.
4: No, no, it won't, because again, situational football, how freaking hard is it to not let them gain 60 yards in 13 seconds?
0: Yeah, things things are rough for Mason right now. That is true. Uh, who else on this panel, just by a, a brief yay yeah or nay, believes the Bills are indeed cooked? Is it just me or, or, or are there other
4: people? There's are 75%. A strong
3: term. 75% for the,
4: for the record, I think they could make the playoffs just because the AFC field is freaking weird, but it's not going to be because they're some world-beating team and do it on their own. They're, they're going to need the Chiefs. help at this point. They're,
3: they're going to beat the Chiefs. They always beat the Chiefs in the regular season. Like Absolutely they is. will,
4: because it <laughs> will be the thing that breaks my heart the most is
3: that that happens. <laughs> yeah, no. It, they, I 100% expect a Bills win in that one. But not not and not because it, they're and it'll be it's by just, like a
4: solid twenty points too. It'll right. be absolute madness.
3: Yeah, no, we're gonna get Gabe Davis again. Now I think the Bills <laughs> are in serious trouble, but I don't know. Cooked is a is a strong word. I mean, what, how many losses do they have right now? Six. Six. Okay, six they can six. probably take on two more losses and still maybe make the playoffs, given how things are shaking out. One or two. Listen. I no. understand that there's been a lot of issues with the way that things have been working. I don't know. I think, I think 10 wins is probably, probably, probably gets you in to the seven spot. Like the AFC. I is don't think
0: of... there are 10 wins on I that. think. I
3: think know the,
4: know the problem right? is really? even if we get
3: 10 wins,
4: no. where our tiebreakers lie is problematic.
3: That's probably, pro. that, that is true. I don't know. I just feel like, the Bills who, who are, are not the a breakers. bad team. They're not a bad team. Well, I mean, right now,
4: the Broncos is the one I'm by far the most worried about because oh, half man. the other ones we haven't played nor will play. But strength of schedule and stuff like that is probably going to play out in their favor for the most part. I mean, we have points four because we're probably, I think, the highest points for team, like points yes. differential team in the yeah, league right
3: now. They are. It's like
1: 158
0: or and you're counting and on like 101.
1: 101.
0: Here's mm-hmm. another reason why I don't think oh, no, Raven- for a team- Ravens is
1: higher. Mm-hmm. Oh Baltimore.
0: no! Okay, here's another reason. Even no, the if it gets close, and the Niners that that week 17 <laughs> game, Thank <you>. is gonna <laughs> matter so much. And you get the Dolphins in Miami after they got embarrassed by you well, earlier. Dolphins are point, a paper tiger. No, yeah, but the Dolphins are gonna have something to prove. The Dolphins are gonna win that no, game. We're gonna embarrass
4: them again. Nope. happening. Watch. The dolphins are a paper you tiger. The yeah, Dolphins are. We're neither. gonna go down dolphins there, and we're, beat, and we're gonna.
1: Dolphins don't beat good teams. Period. And and look, we two with
4: his boss, <laughs> yeah, baby now. He always has problems play against player. our defense. They always touch him too much and they get all upset because people push him a little bit and then they get hurt.
2: Yeah, we'll I, f- I do we'll want see. to say, though, now that we're on, now that on, now that subject point differential came up is that the Steelers are minus 23 and they seven <laughs> and four and the Browns are plus 30 <laughs> <under> and they're <insane>. seven <laughs> and four. The Steelers, the Steelers are, are so plus weird. Plus 101 and are six and six. So there is no justice in this world at all. There's no the justice. is so
1: weird. All right. Look, here's, here, all right. Let me let me coaching coaching. Let me say this, okay. The Dolphins finish their season at, at or home to the Cowboys at Ravens, home to the Bills. I can see them losing all three of those games easily. Delicious. I th- I don't think the Bills are cooked. I think their schedule, their remaining schedule. Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. I mean, I Cowboys going to be hard. Chiefs is going to be hard. Chargers, that's just going to come down to the wire and whoever gets the ball last is going to win. But I think they win three of these games for sure. Uh, maybe think, even four. I think four. the
2: Bills, Chargers, whoever gets the ball last is going to Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think the Bills are cooked. I think they still... You know, I don't believe, I don't like, I think the dolphins probably win the division, but you know, they, oh, yeah. uh, they haven't, they don't, they don't beat anybody. That's good. So, you know, something weird could happen there. Potentially. Um, the Bengals are out of it. Right. Um, the Ravens, unfortunately the Ravens find interesting ways to lose on occasion. So yeah, I think the conference is weird. I think, I don't think Josh Allen is as bad as people are saying he is this year. Um, you know, I, I think that, I think they still have a shot to potentially control their own destiny and, and get into the playoffs.
0: Let's talk about the top of the conference really quick. <laughs> to me, three very clear teams that are Jags are three, damn. Worrisome. Uh, The Chiefs, who I must admit
3: <laughs> that, It took kind, the injuries! It took the injuries <laughs> and they figured it out.
0: Kind, kind of <laughs> kind of started to put it together in the second half on offense. If they actually commit to running the football, they will be a hard team to stop uh, because they have one of the better running backs in the league and an offensive line that blocks. I still don't believe in their passing game. If they get in a shootout, I think they're in trouble. But no one in the AFC really has an offense capable of getting in a shootout, I believe. so. Ravens. Who knows? I don't know, dude. The Ravens struggled to move the ball on the Chargers. Like, I I, I view the Ravens... I view the Ravens as a better team than the Chiefs because I believe that the winner of the AFC is going to be one with their defense. That's just the way this season is shaking out. And the Ravens have a better defense than the Chiefs do. Not by
3: they much. A, not by not much. Not by
0: much but they have a better, more talented defense. I would rather take Roquan Smith, Jadavian Clowney playing at his peak, their safety tandem of with Kyle Hamilton over the Chiefs, even though Georgia Karloftis had a good game again this, this week. Leads the team in
3: sacks. I, 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 think,
1: I think you got it backwards. I think the Ravens' offense is better than the Chiefs, but the Chiefs' defense is better than the Ravens.
3: Chiefs' pass defense is better, and I think that's where you can really clip the Ravens. Like I just I, I think I think the Ravens
0: pass rush is way better than are the we Chiefs. okay
3: Eric though that without Mark Andrews like I think that you're, you're it's it's no, I'm just saying, I, am just saying I I am more
0: com- like, I am more confident that the Ravens can score on the Chiefs and the Ravens can get stops I I'm still not that sold you, at some point the. The Ravens will just say, okay, we'll sell out to stop a run. And Rashi Rice, please beat us. And Rashi Rice has had flashes. Rashi Rice and
3: Travis Kelsey, dog. It's not just (laughs) Rashi Rice. That's that's the thing that everybody has been all the Chiefs fans, myself included, have been screaming from the rooftops, right? There are there are basically three players that can create separation on the offense. It's Jarek McKinnon sometimes, it's Rashi Rice. And it's Travis Kelsey. And this by committee thing worked last year. But the only reason it worked last year is because they had better players. Quite frankly, they had better players. And there's a lot of bums that kind of had career years. And by career years, they were average. But it is obvious to anybody with eyes. I'm sure you can attest to this, Eric, that the by committee is not working this year. The receivers are terrible. And it took That's what I'm saying, a dude. couple I think of the them getting injured. Okay, but here's the thing. It works it works, the committee, when you adjust a little bit and it's like, no, you know what? I am going to force feed it to the best player and trust that he makes a play. I, I pointed this out in the group chat. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a game of football. In that game, <laughs> <laughs> uh Marcus Veldes-Sketling beat all of the coverage and was running downfield. And Mahomes saw him and then saw, I believe it was Rashi Rice in triple coverage and chose to throw it into triple coverage instead of wide open MVS. And it was the right decision. Like dude is just so bad. And the injuries that they, that they had forced them to stop this by committee nonsense and they started force-feeding the ball. And force-feeding the ball has its negatives, absolutely. But when you are force-feeding it to a powerful, powerful player like Rashi Rice and obviously Travis Kelsey, it's going to work. Like, they just need to stop giving chances to guys who don't step up. And every now and then, you're going to get a little bit of Sky Moore and an MVS is going to accidentally catch a ball and there's going to be a little bit of supplements there. But it's it's it really can be force-fed is the thing. Like, I, I don't know. I... I, I think if there's any quarterback that is good at force feeding like that, it is Mahomes. I mean, how many times have you seen some absolute bullshit from him to Kelsey, even in this game, he had that one throw that went in along the sideline. That was one of the most beautiful throws I've ever seen. Like he can, he can do that as long as he knows that he can trust his receiver to do the job that they get paid millions of dollars to do. It will get done. I I, I guarantee. And so seeing that and the Pacheco thing, and I know that you've been saying this since the off season, that the chiefs, big strength this year should be in their run game and I think you're absolutely right about that and guess what this past game they're like wait a minute we have one of the best offensive lines in the league we have a pretty good running back they can't stop us they can't and then it opens things up a little bit more downfield and I think this is what they're going to keep doing and I also want you to keep this in mind for the playoffs they are hiding the playbook do not be surprised when they bust out all their best plays for the playoffs they are yeah right No I, on, no, no, I promise you, they do this every year. They call completely different shit in the playoffs. They don't give away any of their looks because they know they don't need them to make the okay, playoffs. Okay,
0: all right, okay. Just but trust. I, I really do believe it comes down to as the better defense. And I'm with you. If I have to pick between Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, I'm obviously picking Patrick Mahomes. But if I have to pick between which defense is going to get more stops and force more turnovers... And change the game. I'm picking the Ravens. I think they're the most slept-on unit in the NFL. That
3: that that's just how I feel. I agree. They're an underrated defense, but I I don't know. I just think that. And listen, the Ravens I I think are very good, and they could very well beat the Chiefs this year. Like I'm not I'm not saying that that that's not very possible, but I I would personally give the edge to the Chiefs for the for the reasons I listed above. Like I think the offense is going to be a lot more competent going forward, and the defense I think is just going to keep doing what it's doing so i'd be where you at
2: on this i didn't know. i had i never thought the day would come when i would say this but the the chief secondary has a decided advantage like when when facing the counterparts compared to the ravens because the chief secondary is insane like that secondary is insane and obviously we know the uh long time problems that the ravens have had at the wide receiver position and now that they don't have mark andrews that problem is intensified like in terms of pass rush, I think it's sort of a wash with Jadavion Klanisama having the best year of his career after a 10-year career, Yes, yeah. I don't think this is something I don't, I don't think nice people saw it it. coming. Yeah, it's nice to see. It'd just be nice if it wasn't on the Ravens, but I think <laughs> Oh, yeah, <well>, of course. <laughs> but uh, but I, in terms of linebackers, I think the Ravens have a slight edge, although the, the Chiefs linebacking core is pretty darn good, especially once Nick Bolton gets back. What's the word on that, by the way?
3: You what never know. It's always, it's always yeah, like maybe, true. yeah.
2: Yeah, but I think like they're the two teams, both teams like uh, assets on offense are focused towards the Ravens, obviously by tradition and by design, and the Chiefs by the process of uh, finding out that the motley crew of receivers is not going to get it done. (laughs) Also, Travis Kelsey, like, like even though he's still a very, very good tight end, he's not playing at the like goat level tight end that he was playing for the past three or four years. This is not one of his best years, like. I will keep the Taylor Swift jokes out of this. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I think on a matchup, it's pretty dead even in that regard. And if that's the case, I I mean, I would slightly give the edge to the Chiefs, mainly because of who's behind center. But and also the Ravens have a very disturbing tendency to kind of drift away mentally in the middle of the game, if you get what I'm saying. Like they come up, they come out guns blazing. And then for some reason, they let up on the gas and and then. They try and they mostly succeed in putting stomping on the gas pedal again, but there are some times when that doesn't happen. I don't think, obviously, I don't think that'll be an issue when you go to the postseason when you know each game matters. But that's I, I mean, in a, in a head-to-head match, I think I'll slightly give the edge to the Chiefs because of what they've because they've done it before, obviously, and also because the guy standing behind center is with like regardless of the fact that he's not having the best year of his career. I would still put him as the number one quarterback in the NFL. No questions asked.
0: I need to make a quick apology to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then I know uh, Mason's got to get out of here. So we'll we'll give him a a final thought.
1: Well, good, good on you, Eric. Good on you.
0: (laughs) But I mean, he's
4: a They've big man wins. he's
3: feeling very magnanimous tonight like but my biggest hot thing take is. eric is gone he's just he's just out here being reasonable and and he's you're, semi-adjusted you're, oh, to reality but we still and have to get to the he broncos. hasn't gone on about but, the broncos yet um, I, don't, but, I don't know uh, I, I i don't know So something i i you were on a little trip hey did something happen did you have like a like a spiritual awakening of some kind i mean what What's, no. what's gotten a hold of you?
1: He's filled with holiday spirit and good cheer. He's
3: well, so much less tre- abrasive than usual. Listen, I don't, I don't Trevor, know what happened. Where's my Trevor, Eric Jensen?
0: Trevor Lawrence went from playing very average quarterback to playing very elite quarterback over the span of about three weeks. And Sneaky, if he keeps it up, he's going to play himself into the MVP race. Um, that's, that's just something to watch. Jags defense is also very good. Josh Allen is having a great year as a yeah. pass rusher.
2: You owe an apology uh, to Trey Herndon.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trey Herndon, he's having a good year too. I just I just feel like I just feel like you Jags in there too. Like just give everybody a yeah. job, Jags. Jags are sneaky there. Those are the three teams I feel the most confident of playing the last weekend in January in that title game. And I I, I think the Chiefs Erica, still yeah.
1: No, sorry, finish your thought.
0: Chiefs still have to be the Super Bowl favorite, but yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. I
1: anyway. I sent you I've sent you a list of the entire Jacksonville offensive uh starting roster, so if you want to go down the line individually. Oh, via text? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I didn't send you anything. Uh, I, would, at-
4: I would I would you for that that'd be excellent. <laughs>
1: Uh, you look at the AFC, just look at the AFC, right? We just spent a lot of time talking about the bills and the chiefs and the Ravens, how weird the AFC has been the top teams, how weird the year has been for all the top teams in the AFC. You look at the, like, like if I'm looking just at the, the conference standings, the top, the top five. Okay. Well, in record, just, just by record, Ravens, chiefs, Jags, Dolphins, Steelers of those five teams, who has had the most consistent? You know, th- th- who has m- been more consistently, you know, on an even keel throughout all their games? I the would argue because to... they're shit. Well, no, but th- there's some. <laughs> no, their record I, well, I, I mean, the really
2: been... no, I mean
1: like I they've, they've they've their record reflects how well they played is, is what I'm trying to say. Like, which team of those... Oh, yeah.
2: In that case, it definitely damn sure ain't the Steelers. You no, it's much. not the Steelers. Yeah, that's my point. To, <laughs> yeah, I would argue that it's... You they've been on an even keel shit ship.
1: No, I, I would argue that it's the Jacks. Because yeah. the Ravens w- lose weird games. The Chiefs' offense is on life support in some regard. The Dolphins hasn't haven't beat anyone good. And the Steelers are doing some weird zombie thing where they just won't die. So I, I the Jags are gonna well, the Jags have the Texans breathing down their neck, but I still think they were they're gonna win their division. Um and and then at that point it's like, what is this what is this uh squad do in the playoffs? Last year they were one and done. Can they do something more exciting?
2: Yeah. What? I, if, uh, I, just took, I, just, I just took a look at the Ravens record and their losses are hilarious if you look at it because they yeah. lost to the Colts, they lost yeah. to the Steelers, and they lost yeah. to the Browns. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. Ravens have lost it's hilarious games. And they do it in the playoffs, too. Do you remember the year yeah. they lost to the uh, Marcus Mariota um, I... <laughs> Titans? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The Ravens Wild, find man. find ways to lose the big games. This is true.
1: And then if you if you no go word. down the the conference record after the Steelers, it's the Browns, the Colts, the Texans, and the Bronx. Like this conference is weird, man. It is a weird conference.
2: Barna, All min- right, min- too, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Colts, the, Colts have, Colts. the top, Colts the top of well.
1: the the top of the NFC makes so much more sense than the AFC. But you can argue that they in general there's more parody in the afc but it's just
2: weird well i don't know if i don't know if you can call any any uh, timeline where the Detroit lions are in the top four of the nfc a normal year but
1: no i mean i i think i think you can just because last year breadth year. of history but like the, i think they've been
0: building to this over the last yeah. two years here's the afc playoff uh race to me it's for broncos it's the Texans, it's the Steelers, and then it's the Colts. I don't, I don't be the is. Wait, the Browns, the Browns might be starting Joe Flacco this week. The Browns are done. They're going to lose a bunch yeah. of games. Joe no,
3: Flacco's back.
4: You yeah. <laughs> Flacco Wait, hold months. on. Hold on a
1: second. You think the Broncos are going to win the division? I never said that.
3: that he absolutely would say <laughs> that. I didn't hear him say <laughs> he that. He I won.
1: never
0: said that. Yeah, they are he not. Would say that.
1: What did you say exactly? Because the way oh. I heard I, it, I said the
0: AFC playoff race consists of the Broncos, the Texans, the Colts, and the Steelers. You mean the what, The wild card is—is is that yes.
1: what you're saying? Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I see. I see, no, I see
3: where you're, you're coming from. On this and I, I, I promise you that that is something that he would do. So if that—that's that's one of my favorite dream—is
4: already on its way. <laughs>
0: Well, let's actually look at that. I mean, it's not crazy if I were to actually say that, to be honest with you. It I mean, is crazy. What, it is, is...
1: what is the Broncos? Now, now I have to look at what the Broncos schedule is. The okay, Broncos schedule
0: is insanely hard. Let's okay, just get there's that no out way.
1: There. Let's see.
4: but
0: But...
1: I see two wins. Well, the the, the, the Broncos see, have already
4: beaten the Bills and the Chiefs.
0: I mean, but, well for I so see like, two wins. Let's please, okay. Maybe, maybe let's three. just okay. Let's just okay. Mm-hmm. Fine. L- let me talk now, Brock. Okay, <laughs> you, you, you have your cute <laughs> little team talk, down bro. there in in Carolina. And you think you're all the, there? You, you technically, everything is up for me. Yeah, fired your coach. Blah 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 blah.
1: That's because you live what in a and it's thinking.
0: Can we just all just,
1: It is. can everyone on this panel
0: please just put (laughs) some goddamn respect on the Denver Broncos' names? They have won five straight. They have beaten the Bills and the Chiefs in that span. They have beaten the Browns, who were considered one of the best defenses in the NFL. The defense, through that span, has given up, in order, this many points, nine points to the Chiefs, Twenty-two points to the Bills. Twenty points to the Josh dobb infused and, and hot Vikings. That was that is, that is not win. the case.
2: You might that is not the case. The strongest case you think it is. Judge you think it Monday night
0: to the brown. I am telling you right now, this is a top ten NFL defense. It is the numbers bear it out. They're top ten in DVOA. They uh, continue to limit scoring. They are going to give up between 10 and 20 points a week. And you are just asking the offense to score a little bit more than 20 points a week. And this Words is where that
1: immediately preceded disaster. That sentence please, right there.
0: Okay. <laughs> Why don't we just shut up and have some respect for Russell Wilson at this point? No. Like, he's put up. I he will he admit. Hold on, up, hold he, on. He, no, I will no, 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 no.
1: I will say he has been playing better, right? It, I think I think as
3: points.
1: if if you're a Broncos fan, <laughs> you're looking at the marriage of Sean Payton and Russell Wilson as as showing. You're lucky, some... I
0: respect you, Brock. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like the rest to of this panel. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving. I'm I'm agreeing with you on on a small part of your point, which is I think you're seeing signs of life from the Sean Payton Russell Wilson
2: marriage, and that is is is
1: encouraging.
3: The Brock, the Brock Eric honeymoon phase is dying, and that's what I'm here for.
2: Listen. Oh no, I, I think I think that died after that Taylor Swift take on <laughs> <or> Travis. <laughs> Taylor Swift take. He Here's the, t- that was the big one.
3: Here's the fact.
2: I am. I am a fifty, so I had to.
0: He is at worst the 16th best quarterback in the NFL
2: by QBR. He is exactly the he 16th
0: is still quarterback. a dog shit no. trade though. At worst, he might. I would argue he played like a top. 13 quarterback class.
3: Thir- okay, if you yes. are busting out numbers like top 13, that is okay. Please, yeah, exactly. okay, That's so a crazy. cope.
0: okay. Oh, I have the, I
3: All have All right, let's look at some of the quarterbacks thing. and
0: offenses he's going up against. He <laughs> wouldn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, like what? what? Record, okay, let's look, looks, record let's look QBR, at some of these which offenses, is a, which
2: maybe. is a funky stat. He's right in the neighborhood of Josh Dobbs and Baker Mayfield. And I'm just saying, I'm getting hey,
0: more Josh Dobbs I'm getting ahead of this because there is a chance they beat the Texans this week. And if they beat it the happens. Texans this week, I want some goddamn respect to put on this team. There will name. be no respect. They, they, and if the, are... if
2: the Texans pace the Broncos, do we get to disrespect you or this yeah, is the one we should. That's
0: fine. I'll put it. Look, put my, my prediction requires the Broncos to stay in this until week 17. But, but listen, <laughs> they are competing against who? Which teams are they competing against? They're competing against the Colts. They are a better team than the Colts. They are a better team than the Steelers. They are going to make the playoffs. The Denver Broncos are a playoff team. They are one of the seven best teams in the AFC. Even if they're the seventh best, They will get into the playoffs and they will get into the playoffs by winning by the skin of their teeth and outlasting teams like they outlasted the Chiefs who are coming off a Super Bowl and who I am told are excellent. They outlasted the Bills who I am told have a quarterback that is playing at his best level they outlasted the Minnesota Vikings who looked like they would be a playoff team and they outlasted and frankly dominated the Cleveland Browns
2: yeah because because they're putting DTR at quarterback that's I mean, true
0: <laughs> but listen man it's just not that crazy the chargers are beatable the lions just oh,
2: got yeah, we, dominated sure on that no, 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 I, listen, <laughs> listen. the lions just got really dominated on thanksgiving man. by Beatable the broncos is.
0: and that they, they have a winnable schedule they have they can easily Wait, who does? win
3: broncos? the broncos do they don't have Their a winnable. Hardest don't, games are the winnable
0: texans schedule. are the texans and the, the texans lions. are better than the broncos the
3: yeah. texans yeah. are
1: going to great. Yeah. The Texans are going to demolish. Okay, so what the happens
0: when the Texans win? When the Texans lose? What happens-
1: yeah. Okay. Well,
0: okay, that's nice. You beat the so, Texans. hold, hold on. Wow. Let's just
1: let's just briefly go through the. Okay. Let me let me. I'm going to say two things. First, I agree with you that it is likely that the Broncos will make the playoffs. Not because I think the, the Broncos have an easy schedule, but because the, the teams ahead of them are the are the Colts, the Steelers, and the Browns. Okay, all flawed teams, but. Looking at just looking at the Broncos schedule, okay. I don't think they're beating the Texans. I think their best case scenario is to split with the Chargers. I don't think they're going to beat the Lions. I think the they Chargers will
3: beat... suck. They are going. The to Chargers are play. in. They're they're in. The Chargers are going. The Chargers.
1: The Chargers win. I'm sorry. The Chargers so, are I'm in every game. Two they're teams in. in the division, and they just get. They just and get they lose, weird at and the you end. Know who else? Yeah, is but I don't, I don't. I don't think early. they're going to lose both games. I think they will win one of them because that's what yeah. the Charger thing to do: to do, win just enough to stay relevant, right? So they're not going to lose both of those games.
0: They're already irrelevant.
1: The Chargers are irrelevant. <laughs> I'm. I'm just telling you what I think. Or all right. They're going to win. The Broncos but- are going to beat the Patriots. And they're probably going to beat the Raiders. So I, looking at this, this there's three wins here, it, is what I'm saying.
2: It, it would be it would be a quintessential uh, post 2015 Broncos thing to lose to the Patriots. It would be a very yeah. quintessential post 2015 Broncos thing to somehow so lose to the Patriots.
0: So it's one game. So it's one game. You're telling me it's this week, and if they win this week. <sighs> I nope. want you all sitting here next week and I want I you all be, apologizing to me. I will not be apologizing to you. No, can... I, I don't apologize for shit. Guys. I don't owe you they, anything. <laughs> they can win this week. They can. They can, they can. play they a can. They can. They right? quarterback they can. with a top 10 NFL defense. And Russell Wilson is a rookie playing quarterback well that, and that has
1: thrown for 300 yards like the last three games. <laughs> in Texas each of the last three games.
0: Defense is not that good. Russell Wilson is Making plays, he can keep up. He will. Russell keep Wilson up. is less than
2: two hundred yards passing four of its past five games. You do realize this, right?
0: Right, but that's because he hasn't had to.
1: Let's see it. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Let's see it.
0: Why okay. he's the top thirteen quarterback? He doesn't have to get all <laughs> <pass> the
4: yards. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Let's see it. Listen, I, I I think you're not. I don't think you're incorrect in in projecting the Broncos. I'm not the saying they, they have juggerna. a shot. They have a shot. I, I That's just think for sure. they're
0: better than everyone else in the AFC wildcard race, except the Texans.
1: I, I agree with that. I agree with that statement. I don't think they'll do much if they make the playoffs, but let's see. Okay. Let's see. I
2: don't That's
3: think weird. they're
4: better than the Bills.
3: No, they aren't. I, know, agree. No, I agree. Eric, this they is where you lose us, throw. right?
1: You're like you make a very sane point about hey, they're better okay. than all the teams in the wild card race except the Texans. Okay, yeah, we agree with that. They're better than the Bills. Okay, yeah. Eric, you lost us.
3: No, they, <laughs> yeah, he you in. he he tries to get you feet, he, he gets you in with This is how okay Wrangles is how fascists strangle. operate. They they, <laughs> they give you a little a little bit of ideology that you might be able to agree with, and then they throw you down that pipeline, and then you're hanging out with them, and they're like, By the way, we hate these people, and you're like, Whoa, Mason, Mason, I got a question.
0: No, Mason, did I
3: get you can
0: I got a question for you. Slippery slope. Okay. How about how that how this is go a slippery the slope to fascism. The Broncos played the bills What happened? What happened? Uh oh, uh the, the bills had an off week and they did a pretty bad job. They had an
3: off week, yeah. Of lost. They lost many lost.
0: they've lost the tiebreaker. They lost the tiebreaker. The Broncos by the NFL standards. You know, you know the the Bills are going to
3: have, have a tiebreaker on them. We call that wins.
0: <laughs> no, they are not. The Bills are cooked. You guys don't. I mean, the Bills are cooked. <laughs> The bills are cooked, and now we've
3: a harder
2: schedule going forward than your team does. So you've but turned that's right into a
3: bills is, fan, Eric. What the hell? What the hell's the going The funny on?
2: thing is, like for the bills to not be cooked, they gotta rely on Eric's boy Dalton Kike. That's my <laughs> opinion on that. <laughs>
3: Listen,
0: I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. They could do it. They could make. They could do else. it.
3: They could. All do right, it. Like, Mason.
0: We- I know you got to go. But I, okay, I, well, here, here's a question for you, real quick though. Do you think that the Broncos are better than the Chiefs? No. Well, what happened the last time they met? They won. They kicked the shit out of them. But let me tell you, if they got into the interesting. playoffs, interesting. And they play again. Mm. What? Okay. What happens if a top ten defense shows up and neutralizes? See, now now teams?
3: he's beating the Chiefs in the playoffs. You see? You see? You can't give this fucker an inch. You can't give him anything. No it's, it's...
2: You know this. This should be the podcast that goes on YouTube as a yeah. video format. He's like, that. he's
3: like, he's like, I'm not. He's like, listen, I'm not saying Russell Wilson is prime Tom Brady, but Tom Brady was a top thirteen quarterback too. Like you did, you did. It, it just he his way into the tape. He was
2: definitely amongst the top thirteen QBs. In the NFL. Yeah, I'll yeah, say that
3: no. <laughs> Yeah.
2: All right.
0: <laughs> I think the Colts are an interesting team. We could talk about them for half a second. I think Mintry was playing surprisingly well, and they could be a little bit of a berserker down the stretch. That's my thoughts on the Indianapolis Colts.
2: Taylor had thumb her, so he'll be out for a few weeks. So Yeah. But, I mean, he uh, played well. I,
0: yeah. would like to talk, I would like to talk about the NFC, but I'd also like sure. to keep this under an hour 15. So I think we'll wrap up. Good luck with that. But let's just say this. <laughs> Next week. I hope most of you can join me. Let's be honest here. The Bills are dead. They're not doing anything. The Bengals are dead. They're not doing anything.
3: Well, that the, I Chiefs,
0: agree the Chiefs play the Packers this week. Who cares? We'll probably touch on them because I want to talk about Jordan Love. I want to see if he's a real deal. But next he week, is. we're talking NFC. We're talking all the NFC teams. We're talking about the result of Eagles Niners, what a huge game that is. That's and gonna be great. I will I will put this on the I will put this on the table. If the Broncos lose, we don't have to talk about the Broncos. <laughs>
1: we,
0: we,
4: no, I think we do. <laughs>
0: We, we yeah, no, we definitely
4: do. We definitely do.
0: We don't have to talk about the Broncos.
4: At least so, 15 solid minutes. So,
0: that
4: I will up. not...
3: I will. Okay, I, I don't know if I'll be able to be a part of it because I will be in the middle of finals, but I will tell you that if the Broncos lose to the Texans, I will fail my my many exams to be here. And that is what we're talk about.
4: We're all rooting for a Broncos loss right now.
0: <laughs> but if the Broncos win, which they will... I, well, be I'll be very to busy a because of my finals. Of I won't be able to join. <laughs> We will have, we will have. Brad a always has an hour. Brad podcast. <laughs> Brad, Brad, always does have an hour.
3: I mean really I, I'm a busy man. I'm a busy. Do you listen? Do you, you? I don't think you can. You can. You can fully conceptualize the amount of nonsense that I have going on in a day. Okay. Okay, listen, is, that, care, is that Brad,
2: is that what you call
1: fentanyl? Uh, now? Like, listen, listen, oh. <laughs> listen.
0: listen okay, this has gone off the rails. Can we please <laughs> let, let's wrap
1: this up? The amount of yeah. nonsense that that Brad is dealing with is on an unprecedented it's, scale. It is a yeah. high, lo- yeah, it is a high amount. So.
3: It's a high amount. I'm very busy, and I I I don't appreciate the implication. He's trying to upgrade would, the lab, I, YB. Would, I would fabricate my current life events to get out of spending a lovely evening every week. With some some good fellas watching football. All right. That's not I, I don't appreciate the implication of it. I find it factually uh, in poor taste and in, in, both in terms of my personal feelings and my desire to see reality represented on an auditory medium. That is that is how well, I don't- feel about it.
4: Don't worry, Brad. When you're not here, we'll definitely continue to slander you with uh, I no
3: I am you. aware that that will happen, but that is you know, the, if, I, if, you,
2: if you substitute the word nonsense for fentanyl, it becomes a lot that segment right now <laughs> Listen, becomes a lot funnier. I have
3: I have never been involved in the production of or the consumption of uh Jesus. fentanyl. This or is why fentanyl. I can't put this, this,
2: shit
1: this on defense. YouTube,
3: Brad. This this defense I said I is, haven't been. Well, this I'm not sure.
1: Really yeah.
4: Nice yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, this I was, was about to say it sounds
1: rehearsed. It sounds it,
4: no, rehearsed. It, no, it is rehearsed. It's, down, it's a paper in right. proceeding. Right. Right. Listen, there's no right. judgment here. So. I'm on okay. your okay. side.
3: Listen, all right. it, it sounds, sounds rehearsed because, because I've I've Eric, had literally going to just
4: ramp on us.
1: Yeah, I'm on your side, Brad. I'm, I'm here to support he's you. He's
3: muting me. He's muting me. <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous.
0: I'm muting the panel here. This is basically my for... show, and he's muting me. I mean... Jesus. Thank you all for joining me. We will be back next. week. Hold on, hold on.
2: I did I made a special request.
0: Oh, yes. YB, yeah. the floor the floor is yours. You take us out of here because you and I both have something that died this week that is very near and dear to both of our hearts. Yep. It's mainly wh- who's your team again? Cal?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, so Cal. Cal.
0: Oh, so it's not alone, your so. fault. I thought you were a UCLA guy. But, oh, uh, God, no. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, everyone else, feel free to jump out if you need to go. But here we go. The, the eulogy for the Pac-12 YB, I, I look forward to seeing what you cooked up and we will end directly after. So I will say thank you very much for listening. We will be back next week. We will talk some NFC contenders.
2: All right. So this week the and we had the final Pac-12 game, what is colloquially known amongst the college football fan base as Pac-12 After Dark. In which my beloved Cow Bears, after a miserable season, somehow finished a three-game win streak and beat the shit out of their little brothers down in Los Angeles. And while we tr- while we tried to give UCLA a parting gift by beating them so bad that they had to fire Chip Kelly, they refused to do so. They don't learn. I mean, the, that's what UCLA is. But on the whole, like jokes aside, the fact that the Pac-12 is now dis- dissolving because yeah. of obviously because of money and because of gross mismanagement. By one Larry Scott, and also by his like, by his successor, whose name is really confusing. I won't try, to, won't try to pronounce. And then, of course, the two LA schools that decided that you know a paycheck is is better than tradition, which I really can't fault them for that in that regard because I would I definitely would break the tradition for money, but still, it's really sad because something that has been like that was a part of my life and also a part of Eric's life in terms of going to camp, going on campus, and seeing the games. And knowing that your Pac-12 brethren will be the ones fighting you, like it, like if, if brothers fight all the time, but you make up and you know that you're a part of one family, and that's gone, or part of that's gone forever, and it's sad. It's really, really sad. Like, like I, I, we can talk about money and how I, NIL has some good has some good thing, but this isn't about NIL. This is about the the commissars and the leaders of the institutions basically deciding that fuck tradition. We want the paycheck. And in that regard, I'll say fuck USC, fuck UCLA, fuck Larry Scott, and fuck and fuck Fox for, for and for make make enabling this phenomenon. And with that, I'll really sad goodbye to the Pac-12. I'll miss it. I'll have the memories. I'll have the memories of Marshawn Lynch driving a golf cart on, on the football field after a game. Mm. Those are the kind of things that'll stay with you. So like even though you're dead in form. You'll always be with us, the ones that were there to experience it in our mind, in our hearts. So, rest in peace, Pac 12. It didn't have to end like this. And it's a shame that it did. And it's really sad. Like, I thought it's a lot sadder than I thought it would be. So, yeah. Never forget
0: Wazoo multiple times ruining any chance FIA Pac 12 had of making the college football playoffs never
2: Well, found. at least the at least the Pac-12 and its final hurrah will make the playoffs this year whether it be Washington or Oregon so I guess Who we'll knows? have one last goodbye
0: maybe we'll get really screwed Oregon will win and we we'll won't put them in that
2: yeah, yeah. That's,
0: that's a real possibility why be hate to yeah, break it to you that, that that could happen
2: it could be it could end extra sad but i'm it'll, with it'll you be my man It'd be fitting for the Pac-12 in the playoff era.
0: best of luck in the ACC buddy best of luck in the ACC
2: RIP. All right, RIP. Thanks guys.
0: Until next time. We'll see you around. Peace out.